This is Mattercast. Real people, conversations that matter. Welcome and enjoy. Hello again, and welcome to Mattercast. In this episode, I sit down once more with my wife, Lauren, and we really take a deep look at the idea and the skill, really, of compassionate listening or holding space. We take a look at what that means and what it looks like in a relationship, what it means at work, and how it even applies to having a difficult conversation with somebody you disagree with. And lastly, we look at some examples of how we apply it in raising our daughter, Delia. It was truly a fantastic conversation about a skill that we feel could really be practiced a lot more in society today. We hope you enjoy. This is Mattercast. Mattercast, and uh, Lauren and I were talking, and uh, we were kind of talking about, uh, I think it was the first episode of Mattercast, and uh, the episode with Lizzie, Lizzie Rose, and somewhere in the conversation, the idea of holding space had come up, and in listening to that conversation, I think both of us felt that it could have been kind of gone into it at a little bit more depth. We could have sort of developed it a little bit more. Come on up here, Merlin. Oh, guy, Merlin's going to join us for this one here. And uh, so, you know, we were just recently on a road trip. We live in Santa Cruz. We were down in uh, Southern California. And always when we're on these drives, we have a, it's a great opportunity for us to kind of hash things out and, and kind of discuss big, heavy things. And we got into talking about holding space. Mm-hmm. And it's a very important part of our lives. And, uh, and uh, it's holding space for Merlin over here perfect example. So we want to dedicate this episode of Mattercast, um, you know, kind of talking about holding space and mm-hmm. something, like I said, that we use all the time in our relationship. It's so important, both Lovely. when it works and when it doesn't work, you know, it has these two sides of it. So uh, I, I would think, I think what would be a good thing to do right now, it would be just defining what holding space means. Mm-hmm. Before, before sure, we yeah, launch into it, yeah. I just wanted to put the disclaimer out there that um, when we do these, when we're both together, it's when our daughter's asleep. It's the time that we have together. It's also the time that we would normally take showers. So <laughs> if you see You're my hair like this, ladies, you know <laughs> what this do means. Um, so I just wanted to say these are late night conversations. It's a, a special time that we have together. Sure. So. And on that note as well, it being a late night conversation, I'd like to set the intention. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to set the intention. Why don't you set the intention for this one since right. I'm always kind of doing it. Um, I think I did it last time. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, I just really want to 
especially this is about holding space, I want to set the intention that the we are both really able to hear each other openly, compassionately, and speak <laughs> honestly. I'm just loving if you're watching the video. If you're not watching the video, Merlin is just in full chill mode right here. Spread evil for the world to see. And I just hope this is a really fun and enjoyable conversation and that we can really discover some things in here and that anybody listening to this conversation is, uh, here's exactly what they need to hear. Okay. So where were we? We were about to well, yeah, try to I, define well, the holding I just, spaces. I wanted to say that I feel like holding space has kind of been this term that's come up a lot of times in like, in like, kind of the new kind of spiritual sort of thing that's happening, you know, people when people are getting interested in spirituality, oh, let's just hold space for that. Or it, I think if you're not really in that realm of working on your spirituality or being interested in that sort of thing, the idea of holding space maybe can seem a little bit weird or kind of just, well, what does that even mean? Or pretentious. Mean? Or pretentious. I, know, I think yeah. pretentious. Oh, we'll just hold space for that. Or so I think, It'd be really, really good to start with a definition of holding space. What does it mean to hold space? I think the key to holding space and what it really is, is just compassionate presence. That's really all it is. So uh, if someone you know or even someone you don't know is having a hard time and they need to talk about whatever it is, um, then I think what is called for is presence, meaning you're not thinking about other things, you're not thinking about what your response is going to be or how you're going to fix the problem. What really, you know, is what truly to me is, is good holding space is just being there and listening compassionately. And it's not always with hard times. I think that you know, we, we hold space for our children, we hold space for our parents and loved ones, people we know, and it's just being present, really. Yeah. Being compassionate. So I, I hear you saying it's like it's it's basically allowing that space to be open for whatever that other person has to mm -hmm. say, for them to be able to express themselves. Mm -hmm. So you said, like you said, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So if someone is really proud of something they're doing, they want to express something they like, you want to allow them to express that mm -hmm. and feel that it's okay to feel that way. Mm -hmm. But it's very important, I feel like, when somebody is having a, a difficult experience, it can be a very, very healing thing. Mm -hmm. Such a simple act. And mm -hmm. I think it's we're going to get into what it really means to hold space and how that act kind of happens, but how important that is to really allow that person to heal and or get some sort of relief from like the suffering or that just really direct like, emotional pain feeling more physical pain or whatever it is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, so I think it'd be good to start off maybe with some examples of us. Like I said, we are constantly have, having opportunities to hold space for each other in our relationship. And I think that goes for every relationship. We've been married for our eight year anniversary is coming up being married. And this has been something that has just been there since day one. We've been working on it. I've been really working on it, for sure. You're a little bit more naturally gifted at it, I feel like. 
I don't know. Well, that brings up kind of the male-female thing. I think that men a lot of times get pegged for trying to, you know, trying to fix it. Mm. If there's a problem, maybe that the female is expressing some challenge that she's having. A lot of times, kind of stereotypical relationship, and the the man wants to to fix. Yeah. And um, but it's I, a very I, but natural I, response. Yes, and yeah. I think that there's so much value in that skill and being able to problem solve and to help. Um, it's just a matter of timing. And I also just want to say that this isn't, I don't think it's uh, just men who who have that tendency to want to just fix. I think a lot of women are that way too. Yeah. Uh, I don't think a lot of us have experienced that as an example. Yeah. A truly you know, holding space and hearing, you know, being heard. And so, if it hasn't been an example for for somebody, then it might be kind of hard to yeah. to do that to have learned it. So, unfortunately, I agree that we're kind of in a society where that skill is not really there's not a lot of importance placed on that. I feel like, or we're not raised. Most of us are not raised with that, like learning that skill. Mm-hmm. And I would think that probably a lot of men wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe that's where more women tend to have that that trait and that need. Yeah. Where or that skill and that need versus sometimes you know a lot of times men don't. It doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come and naturally. it's probably through just how men have been treated and raised. You know, suck it up. Yeah. Don't cry. Complaining, or here's what you can do. Just that yeah. fix it comes in automatically, sure. which I can, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's always been like, oh, here's a problem. We're just gonna fix it. We're not gonna complain or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna fix it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like working on something, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, when it becomes emotional, like we men have just as many emotional things going on as women. I would, I would think. I mean, obviously, there's some differences in our hormonal you know, situation and all that from day to day, but we're emotional beings as well. We have that side oh, side of us. So yeah, and, we, when, and when I don't listen to you very well, like just now I just cut you off, but, <laughs> but, but in those situations, yeah. when I don't hear you and I don't hold space for you in a compassionate way, there's a huge difference in how long it might take you to come back to a present. Yeah. Place. Yeah, and we'll get it. I think we'll kind of explore that a little bit, like what that feels like. But again, it's kind of cool to say that like you just jumped in on what I'm saying. There's a little bit of a well. There's a little bit of a difference here where we're kind of having this, this engaged conversation. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic. I know. I was well, but I want to make sure that 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 that's kind of a, a big point though, because it's there's not always like a set rule, and like you said, it's not like providing a solution or a fix is a bad thing. It's just, just the, the, timing. the timing and being sensitive to, to the other person and you have to be present, fully present and engaged with what that person is saying and not trying to, you, you got to be aware if this is going on in your head, the wheels are turning and you're trying to think of a response because mm-hmm. then you're not present with that person. And when you're present with somebody, you feel when it's time mm-hmm. to interject your two cents or or not. or not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's give an example. Um, I think uh, just there's so many examples, but uh, kind of a, a more recent one that happened. Do you mind if I sort of set it up a little bit? 
Sure. Okay. Sure well, it's um, so you teach kids yoga classes, mm -hmm. and you have an experience. You've had some back injuries, history of back injuries, so you kind of deal with you know some some back pains and issues with that from time to time. I think you were having a particularly kind of rough morning. Maybe you, something happened. I don't know, but you were experiencing some pain in your body. Maybe you were kind of tired, and you had two kids yoga classes to teach. So I'll just kind of set it up with that, and then sort of what happened. I, I remember that morning. It wasn't. I wasn't particularly tired or anything. It was just a little twinge. Okay. And I remember thinking, "Gosh, should I teach these classes or should I call in? What feels right?" And I thought, you know, teaching these classes, they, I always feel so joyful afterwards, and I feel good. I'm gonna go. But I'm not used to teaching two classes, and there was a space of time in between, and uh, there was a two-hour parking zone. And we came I, with you. Yeah, and yeah. Jeff and Delia were there. There was a two-hour parking that we sat, and that we put our car in, we parked our car in, and um, there were plenty of opportunities to go check on the car, but it just did not even occur to either of us to go look. So we get out there, and of course there's a ticket and I look at the ticket, and the ticket is more than I even made at yoga classes, those two yoga classes that day. And so all of a sudden, I'm just, I'm getting worked up. I'm really upset because, man, I wasn't going to go that day. I have a lot of stories that I'm telling myself. And I'm just like, gosh, like, I just wasted that day, and I wasn't even going to come anyway. And having just looking at things in this very narrow, particular way. And we're in the car, and Jeff and Delia just... Kind of listen to me and Delia in her way she's so cute she's kind of asking questions about about why I was upset and I appreciated those questions because I was able to voice to her that yeah I was upset but it was kind of bigger than what just the ticket because getting a ticket is annoying but on any given day, I might have a different response. And on this day, I was having a stronger response. I, the stories were kind of feeding it and making it worse. Um, but by talking about it and explaining to her and you two listening mm -hmm. to me, by the time we got home, which was like a 15-minute drive uh, home, by the time we got home, I was fine. And later on that day, I think I was talking to my brother, and I was kind of laughing about, this thing that happened earlier, you know, and I'm observing myself, wow, okay, the energy behind it is so much different. I'm not complaining. I'm actually kind of laughing at this thing that happened, and I'm also reflecting on uh, how beautiful those classes were, because yeah. those classes that, that day were so just, I mean, I came yeah. out floating from those classes, so. Um, well, I think where the, the holding space thing mm -hmm. came in, like you said, I think Delia did this really great example, whether she was intentionally doing it or not. She was just asking questions mm -hmm. and asking. So like she, she had she did a really great job demonstrating what holding space meant, mm -hmm. asking questions, responding to the questions, asking more questions. Mm -hmm. She wasn't offering solutions or trying to say, oh, it's okay, mama, or whatever. She was just no. really asking questions. Mm -hmm. And then for my part, you know, I think I'm glad that you brought up that you kind of have this high after teaching these two beautiful yoga classes and then to go and go from this, we're like this in this, we're as a family walking out of the yoga studio, we have this really joyful time, we kind of tired, kind of hungry, but feeling good. And then to get back, it was just like, the energy just bombed, mm -hmm. right? And, and for me, typically, that, that would be a situation where maybe I would get a little bit annoyed mm -hmm. or try to convince it. It's okay. I mean, gosh, you just have these 
two beautiful classes. Why is this bothering? Okay, you know, or trying right. to like trying to like lift you out of it or something, right? Like mm -hmm. it's my job to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. But that in that particular situation, I didn't do that, mm -hmm. and probably because we, I was aware of it for whatever reason. I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. We were in the car, and I just was allowing you to vent mm -hmm. and really affirming. I think that's what I brought to it. I, I tried. I don't know maybe how how much I did in that particular situation, but I, but I really tried to affirm that what you were feeling was okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't feel. <clears throat> like I was wrong for having my, right. my feelings, which I think a lot of the times, if uh, if people are kind of awkward and trying to get me to calm down or mm -hmm. whatever, I think that's a really typical thing that people say to other people yeah. when they're upset. Yeah, it's like they want you, you know, to feel better. Calm just, down, yeah, but, yeah. but then it says, says to the person, it's not okay to have your feelings. Right. It's not okay to be upset. <laughs> it's not okay to feel anger, these very normal, understandable human emotions. So, so in that way I was able to, because you guys held space, I was able to get that energy out and then move on. Yeah. And then and it, was very quick. it was It was very quick. It would, then it just becomes a blip of just something that happened. Obviously the situation, the ticket, oh, it's there's the still that situation. The still the same, but change. now it's, it's so interesting to see that you were in a very positive mindset, looking at life in a very positive way. Then you went to looking at life in kind of a negative way and all these mm -hmm. different stories. And then right back to seeing the beauty in life mm -hmm. again. And it was the, the emotions, everything kind of had an opportunity to just move through you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what holding the space really did in that situation. Absolutely. So, so thank you. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, yeah. So can we talk about another example? Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, maybe you can talk about this one, me and the, the computer. computer issues on my iPad. Yeah. To, yeah this, so, yeah, this is, I, I just remember being in the kitchen and Jeff's on the computer. And I think he was editing, mm -hmm. trying to edit a, a video. He's having mm -hmm. a little trouble editing the videos. And we, For matter we, yeah. <laughs> And he's sitting there and he's getting worked up and he's like cussing and he's yeah. like, Julia's in the living room and I'm just like staying there. And that actually can sometimes be triggering for yeah. me because growing up, you know, there were some tempers in the yeah, house. Yeah, I was and, trying to watch it, but it was hard to contain what right, was going on. Right, but instead mm. of going that route in mm. my mind, because I can do that, I can kind of get into like the irritated, like, hey, like, watch it, you know, like, kind of just like basically convey it's not okay to, to mm. act the way you're acting, um, which I can do that sometimes. But um, but this one time I did it right. Mm. <laughs> it's like, like that sounds really frustrating. It's like in the kitchen chopping. It's like, yeah, that sounds that sounds really frustrating, you know. And he kind of like said a couple of things that were just like, I just can't like doing this, and it's just it's just losing the place and whatever. I'm like that, yeah, that's rough. Like, yeah, sorry, that's happening. Yeah. And just hearing him and let and letting him have his moment. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sure. Getting, and then it passed, yeah. and then he you know moved on. What I may have figured out, I can't remember exactly what happened with that, but. Um, but yeah, it was just an example where it went, you know, cause past. Well, again, you not trying to make me wrong for being frustrated. Mm -hmm. I think you, you, you've experienced that situation before with computers as well. Mm -hmm. I think most of us have with technology or whatever. I mean, you're working on something and it's just not happening. Mm -hmm. And what was really important about that, I, I think that if, you, if, if there's a, a situation where you don't hold space for me, 
like we said before, it makes me feel wrong for feeling how I'm feeling. It makes me feel like I'm somehow like a lesser person for having this reaction. I should be doing this better. I should not be having this emotional reaction. I'm trying to be a more conscious, loving, compassionate person. I shouldn't be doing this. But you should be Buddha. <laughs> right, right. I should be this perfected be being, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Buddha, whoever, where I just where I can just handle this stuff. But but I am affected by this. Mm -hmm. And so just that simple of act of you turning to me, and it wasn't like it's okay, or it wasn't no, even saying it's okay. You when you said that like, chopping your your whatever. You literally, I remember you turning no, towards me. I don't think me. I turned to you. You kind of, you talk about mm -hmm. that, about squaring up. I don't really square mm -hmm. up. I just kind of looked over mm -hmm. and was like, yeah, I hear you. That's, that's hard. That sounds yeah. really frustrating. Maybe it was like an energetic thing though. Because like, I yeah, felt well, like you I met, was, yeah. yeah. I was definitely like. Yeah, you know. open. But what was cool, my, in my experience, what happened were this thing where I could totally have stuck with this, this, this negative roller coaster for a little while. You saying that and me, okay, saying, you know, kind of getting the story out a little bit, expressing my frustration a little bit. It was amazing how quickly that the, the energy behind my anger dissipated, right? I didn't have anything to cling on to anymore, or it didn't have anything to cling on to mm -hmm. anymore. There was nothing, there was no resistance from you, right? It was like, oh, okay. And I, it's not like I can react to you, like... If you would have said, well, it's okay, it's okay, just calm down. Or do you want me to take a look at it? Right, right. I, which, <laughs> well, we'll get into that in a minute. But like, which, you know, I would have clung onto that then. Mm -hmm. And then I still would have not felt heard for having this issue on the computer. So it would have actually given me more to cling on to. Or the mm -hmm. anger more, I say me, but the anger within me more to cling on to. So you were doing that. Just allowed that to really just move through me. And honestly, it was easy for me to let go. Okay, sure, this problem didn't get solved, but I was able to put put the computer down and kind of reset myself and just be feel okay with it mm -hmm. and feel connected with you and feel this love yeah, between we're on the us. Same team. We're on the same that's, that's team. Says, like, we're on the same team. Yeah. And it, what it says to me is, hey, I get frustrated like that too mm -hmm. sometimes. I've experienced that. Mm -hmm. And so you're talking about that like, Typically what happens sometimes when you're experiencing a technology issue, when I'm not holding space, I tend to, what do I do? Like, you could probably, you have a, probably <laughs> a little bit of a clear. Well, it's very clear. It's, it's, you, you just want to swoop in and fix it. Mm. Um, and, and usually with a note of agitation. Right. So say that the situation was switched if I were on the computer and yeah. you were in the kitchen shopping. And I'm cursing <laughs> at, the, at the computer. Uh, a lot of the times your response has been, like, you'll just come over and be like, here, let me take a look at it. And what that conveys to me is that, you know, you don't have confidence mm -hmm. in my ability to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, it's irritating to you that I'm having this reaction. Yeah. Um, and you want to fix it. Yeah. When really, it probably is just going to take me a few, you know, whatever I need. And, and, and I'm perfectly capable of asking for help. And I do ask for help when I, when I feel like I need a new set of sure. eyes on things. So I think it, it sort of just rubs. Well, and it adds way. more to it, right? We're talking about like mm -hmm. it, give, it gives you, because then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. instead of there just being 
this technological issue, then it's bringing up all these other things within you. Mm -hmm. It's creating friction between us. Oh, and there's even that kind you of know? the male-female story mm -hmm. of, oh, I, I think he, he thinks that I am not good with technology maybe because I'm a female, right. um, which I am quite good with technology, right. and so it gets kind of like, you know. Um, it just, yeah, it gives me these things to grab onto, like you said, instead of just being able to be like, oh, that's frustrating. Let me know if I can help with anything. Like, that would be all. That would be all right. that would be needed. But right. it kind of but, gives but, but, and allows space, and then it's like, okay, good. I think it's important, though, that it wouldn't just have been a flippant thing that I would just no. say. Like, I would yeah, actually genuinely hear you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. That, I, I know that feeling. You know, to be able to say that, like, right. to connect and just like, Well, and, and one thing that kind of came up, uh, I think, tonight, actually, you were having a hard time with something. And I think it's just kind of important to mention that, like, I felt that I was holding space for you. Mm -hmm. uh, because I, I was listening to you. I was like, yeah, I hear you. But what was kind of, it, it wasn't really enough. Right, and I got really frustrated. I thought I was holding space. And I was like, "Was it?" But we talked about it, and what we sort of came to is that it seems almost like redundant in my mind sometimes to do this. But what you need, and I agree with this because I, when you do this to me, it really helps, is to kind of retell you, um, to rephrase back to you what you just told me, like what the problem is, mm -hmm. to like re-describe your issue back to you. Even though it's like, why, why would that even make a difference? Well, it's not just describing though. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's an affirming. I, I totally hear you that, like that makes sense that, you know, with your history and the things that you've been through and that having happened, I could totally see how you'd be triggered that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, like, yeah. yes, yes. Then I feel so hurt. Yeah. And it seems like such a, why, how would that even help? I remember thinking that, like, how would that even help? Like in the past when we've talked about this, mm -hmm. but it really does help. Mm -hmm. And it's, and actually feels really good to do it as mm -hmm. well. Because there's connection. And like, it's, it's interesting because like right now, right, we're having this discussion where you're kind of talking about a situation where maybe I didn't do something so good. So I could very easily maybe take that personally or mm -hmm. something. Right. But I, I, first of all, I'm coming with an intention to want to be a compassionate listener. There's more in our relationship anyway. And so I'm approaching with this thing where it really doesn't have much to do with me. It has, it has to do with what you are experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so for me holding that space for you to have that experience, even though it's about me, first of all, it, it makes it easier for me to not take it personally. At the same time, I'm allowing you to kind of get that off your chest and sort of go through the emotions. And I get to learn from it on how to, how to approach it a little bit better. Cool. So there's a few couple examples. Um, I think it's really important in relationships, but it's holding, this idea of holding space and this practice, I would say, of holding space. It's a practice, mm -hmm. a very important Absolutely. practice. It's very important out in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I want to kind of maybe transition to a, like a slightly different example using you again. You know, you worked several years as a hospice nurse, right? A very, a job where you're in some difficult situations. People are at the end of their lives and that type of thing. And did, did holding space for people, did that ever come up in that job? 
Oh my gosh, so much. <laughs> and did it have a, did, what, what kind of impact did it have? Well, uh, the thing, I think the examples that come to mind most have to do with when somebody is maybe calling in and I'm the one who's receiving this call and there's maybe a complaint. Mm. Like maybe a medication didn't get or maybe um, a complaint about an individual or some mistake usually, at least perceived mistake or miscommunication or something. Which and, can be and very stressful. With, with these people, with, with people who are um, in that situation where usually you'd be interacting with a loved one at that point, um, sometimes with the patient themselves, but um, a lot of the times it would be with a loved one who they've got a whole set, you know, a whole slew of challenges that they're dealing with. Maybe they're from the other side of the states or the other side of the world. They came here just to take care of their parents. There are financial challenges. There's navigating the healthcare system, which can be very challenging. They have a whole set of things that they're dealing with. And then they're also interacting with hospice personnel who are the hospice staff. I, I love the hospice model and um, people who work in hospice. I, I adore them, but we, you know, we're all we're all human. Everybody in healthcare, I think, is is held to the super high standard because we're dealing with such um, important dealing with people's lives yeah. and, and quality comfort. of life <laughs> yeah. at the end of life. This yeah. is a very, just uh, a very important job. And so it's, you know, but at the same time we are human and we make mistakes and also we're functioning in a healthcare system that does not support us mm -hmm. very well. So, so you take that set of circumstances and mistakes do happen. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's all to say, at um, when I would get, you know, a phone call, or if I'm, at, you know, in, sitting in front of somebody and they're complaining, or they have a legitimate complaint about something, a mistake. Oftentimes, I'm sitting there listening and just holding space for them to vent their anger and frustration about that. So you're not, you're not just trying to fix the problem. No, I mean, yes, that's eventually, and at the right time, that is what's called for. But in the interim, while they're conveying all this, and usually with a lot of emotion, because it's, it's an emotional time, uh, a lot of stress there, I had a lot of practice in just listening and affirming and saying, yeah, I totally hear you. That's, that sounds really hard. I'm sorry that happened. That's... That, that must have been really stressful and, oh, I, you know, I'm sorry that's, you know, maybe causing physical pain, you know, for the patient. Or, I mean, there, there's a lot of affirmation and active listening that happens as they're getting it out. And then, and then at the right moment, it's, okay, let me, let me, I totally hear you. This is, this is a challenging situation. Let me give a call to the doctor or let me talk to so-and-so or whoever I need to talk to, to to see what I can do. I'll give you a call back, blah, 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 you know. So before the fix, you know, comes in, that's what's called for. And more often than not, these people, when they first call, they call, when they would first call, they would be so upset. And then by Probably the Probably at you, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're just unloading. Yeah. Um, because I'm kind of the, 
you know, if I'm on that end of the line, right. it would be like, oh, a hospice. Um, and um, by the end, oftentimes people are grateful. They're kind of apologetic for being so emotional. Right. <laughs> and, you know, again, it's just, you know, it's okay. I totally understand. I can totally understand why you feel that way. And again, you're not rushing them to get to the point or anything like that. I mean, you feel like, because I could feel like sometimes, you know, I know in me, anytime I've ever felt like I was going to be kind of a sounding board for somebody, I would always be like kind of concerned that, oh, this is going to take a really long time because there's so much going on. I mean, how did that, I mean, is that would, that, would that be the case? How would you deal with that if someone's having, you know, would they eventually just kind of get it all out? And then like, like how did that Oh, I think it would just naturally, like, I, I don't remember having that, yeah. that feeling of like, oh, you know, yes, I mean, sure, if I had to get to an appointment or something, but generally my appointments were like windows, I'll be there between 10 and 12. Sure. <laughs> you and you can, you can express that in a compassionate way as yeah. well. You, can, you don't need to be... Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just communication. communication. Uh, so much of the time is just communication and telling a person, okay, I'm going to do this. I have this this and this sure. I'm going to take care of and I will give you a call within a certain amount of time or something right. to that effect. And that I mean, transparency yeah. when you're, when you, is, is so much better received, that communication is so much better received if you are doing it while you're, like, in, in this, while you're holding space for something. Sure. You know what I mean, they, like, like, if they trust, mm, I mean, yeah, you're establishing If, if, if trust. I have, have thoroughly heard them and they know that I get it, that I understand, that I have received the information, I'm not thinking about other things, I'm not rushing it off the phone, and I'm not, you know, just trying to fix it. Um, when they feel heard, I think it's a comfort, and then there's there's trust that builds there, yeah. that, that, okay, this person understands. Yeah. They're going to do their best. Yeah. And I guess one last thing on that is I think that I, I've experienced this too, and maybe you've experienced anybody listening to this where when you do listen to somebody, just that simple act, they'll be like, thank you so much. Like you helped me so much, or I, you're such an angel or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, all you really did was allow them to express themselves mm -hmm. and not make them feel bad or wrong for feeling how they're feeling. Is there anything else you want to say about that? Okay. I want to go on to a, another kind of different example where, so, you know, we talked about in, in couples, you know, out, out in the world. And I think another example of holding space, which I think is really, really, really important for kind of this time that we're, we're at in, in our society, especially in the United States, where there's a lot of really polarized opinions and not a lot of understanding for the other side of an argument, right? If uh, I think in political stuff, obviously, I think. A lot um, of anger. A lot of anger, right? And a lot of um, assumption. Passion and emotion. A lot of passion, and, and, and it's warranted. You know, people, they just want to be happy, you know what I mean? And they think that their way is, is the way to do that, and whatever, so there's a lot of passion behind it. But, um, I, you know, I had, you know, a, an opportunity recently to have a pretty, you know, political discussion with someone who I did not share very many of the same ideas, two different perspectives, you know, and it was very difficult, could have been a very difficult conversation. 
I remember intentionally approaching it with this sense of holding space. So that when this person was talking, the most, probably the, the most helpful thing was just not, while they're talking, not trying to formulate my response or my comeback. I'm going to score a point by saying mm -hmm. this, or I'm going to get them with this, right? Really trying to hear them out and understanding where they were coming from. And what that allowed me to do was ask questions to really get to the root of why do they feel this way? Or if I didn't agree with some, something, I, I was able to express, you know, I have some discomfort around that because of this. And what that ended up doing was, instead of driving us apart because we had different perspectives and viewpoints, it actually kind of revealed this shared humanity, this shared concerns. But maybe my way, my approach to fixing that issue or, or how I see that issue is just different than theirs, but we share a similar concern. And one thing that I really got from that was that hearing somebody isn't necessarily agreeing with them. And it was kind of this light bulb that went off in, in kind of thinking about this later that I think in the past I been afraid there's been this thing that if i am open to somebody and, and i want to hear somebody who has completely different perspective than i do that me affirming that person and who they are and how they feel all of a sudden that's me compromising my position right but i don't agree with what this person's saying so i'm not no they're totally separate things i was starving for that connection and i didn't have to agree with this person i didn't agree with this person even at the end but it was a very like, cordial and well-intentioned conversation from both ends. And even if that person got fired up a little bit, I was able to sort of hold space for them and allow them to be that and not challenge them, right? Like not like score points, I think is like a really, I, I like that. You know, it's like I'm not trying out there to get them. Or trying to get them to see that you're right. That I'm right and they're wrong because that's the surest way. Like if I, again, it's, it's like, having this emotion where like they, if, if I were to try to fix it, how I see to fix it, which I think when this situation, that is even more of a problem, the fix it mentality, then they're feeling like I am saying that the way they feel is wrong, that they are bad for feeling a certain way. And who wants to feel that way? I don't know anybody that wants to feel that way, like genuinely. So that was a really, eye-opening experience for me holding space in that capacity because mm -hmm. obviously i think we share a similar approach to life you know what i mean mm -hmm. but we have these little the day in and day out kind of conflicts normal that happen normal normal relationships yeah. you know they can blow up blow up if, if there, there's a buildup of, of things you know that, that aren't being released and then heard but this is like you know someone who i don't have this kind of relationship it's just a very interesting kind of experience with holding space mm -hmm. in, that, in that capacity. I think it's it's a valuable skill, whether it's in intimate relationships yeah. or with your neighbors yeah. or <laughs> or with um, family, friends. Yeah, especially with family, because yeah. that can be really challenging. And I thought I was going to say something there, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, it just, it, it was just very valuable. Oh, I think I was going to say is that kind of going back to the beginning of this conversation where 
you know, this idea of holding space. Yeah, this person wasn't a, a particularly spiritual. Oh, I think I think it, it it very well could have started in the spiritual community. The idea of holding space, yeah. but holding space as a skill is is really just it's like a diplomatic. It's just, it's just communication. It's good. It's good it's, communication. Yeah. yeah, but but there's an energy behind it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's very important. So I want to do one more example. Uh, and that's, you know, we are parents of a four-year-old daughter who's an amazing kid, but she definitely has her four-year-old moments. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we have, we have made a decision right at the beginning of our experience as parents that we really wanted to hold space for her. We wanted her to know what it felt like to be, have that space held for her and, and what it really means to, to hear, to be heard and to feel heard. And uh, Donna, do you want to talk about holding space for Delia a little bit? Maybe when she's having a problem that seems obvious, like she really wants something, mm -hmm. and we have right to now. when we have to set that boundary, <laughs> like we have to say no or for whatever reason. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when it's something obvi obvious, I think it's kind of easier to hold compassionate sp space for her because then it's like, well, I can see obviously you know, you're not going to get this. I can understand it. And so, you know, if I, maybe if she's kind of compromised, if she's, you know, if it's between maybe what, like three and five in the afternoon when she's kind of, you know, at a lower point, kind of tired, kind of hungry, or maybe, maybe a busy day mm -hmm. after a busy day or even a fun day. Mm -hmm. And she just doesn't want to end. It. Yeah. So if those things are, it's kind of a magic combination where, you know, that, how, you know, that's kind of where she's coming from. And then she asks for something that she can't have, um, you know, any normal time, any time without all those other factors, she, she might deal with it just fine. Mm -hmm. But with all those other things, maybe she's kind of looking for a bit of a boundary to push up against mm -hmm. to release some of that, some of that pent up yeah. feeling. Probably not um, consciously, but not like, consciously, yes. Like, no, yeah. but that's, it seems like that's how mm -hmm. it works. You know, she'll get a no, she'll get a, a, a compassionate boundary, a gentle boundary, just, you know, no, I'm sorry, sweet girl, we can't, you know, have chocolate right now because we're about to have dinner or, you right. know, or whatever right. it whatever is. It is yeah. um, and then, you know, a lot of the times there'll be, a, you know, a, a, a crying and upset that will happen and I think just by being there and just affirming yeah I totally understand it's mm -hmm. hard when you don't get what you want I totally get that I have a hard time sometimes when I don't get what I want you know mm -hmm. so it's just connecting affirming it's the same exact thing it's exactly mm -hmm. what I need as an adult um and what she needs and sometimes you know she cries for a bit and then you know do you do you need a hug yeah, and she'll come and snuggle, and yeah. then, you know, then we have this lovely connection, and then what's great is that generally after that, she's kind of reset, and she's good, and she just runs off to do the next thing, or we read books, or whatever it is, but... Again, the idea she doesn't have anything, that, that yeah. emotion is not anything to, like, keep getting a hold yeah, of, it kind it of just, just runs its course. runs its course, and then, and then we move on. Yeah. Um, did you want to bring up well, sort of a less obvious? Uh, well, I just kind of, yeah. And what I first wanted to, just, to say is, um, you know, 
sometimes that emotional reaction when we're holding space for her, it can be very short-lived, but it can also be a very prolonged thing. And it kind of depends on, again, where she's at and what other factors. There's always some other things going on when it's like a big deal. And, you know, she's four. She's had some huge blow-ups sometimes, but still approaching it in that same manner and allowing it to run its course. It's amazing the connection that is forged between us when that happens, when I've done that with her. And it gets to a point where it just kind of runs its course. You're not, you're not stopping it and saying, no, we don't do that or suck it up move on we're like allowing it to cross course and it gets to a point where she'll actually start kind of talking about it mm-hmm. you know what she was feeling and and we're just asking questions mm-hmm. and so you know we talk about like an, an obvious example where you know she's butting up against a no a boundary that we give her but then you know if, if you have kids you know that sometimes it does it'll sometimes just we have no idea it'll just start like, oh. this like huge outburst and in a breakdown will start for like seemingly no reason at all. And I think where the, the, the holding space and the compassionate listening is where, where it fits with that is, I think it always starts with me. Like I hear that you're having a really hard time right now. You know, oh man, I hear that you're having a really, and we sort of ask questions. Mm-hmm. We sort of just ask questions. We're not trying to distract her. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to get in the way and block that feeling. We're just, it's like, I could almost see from her, like, we're taking an interest in what she's feeling. And she may not have no idea what, what she's feeling, but we're allowing her to course. We're, we're, we're saying it's okay, mm-hmm. essentially. We're saying mm-hmm. it's okay and asking questions. And what I've found is since she's been, she's had a lot of practice in how we talk to her like this, it'll get to a point where now she is the one that will say, I think we had a great example. We were just visiting, like I said, down south, you know, visiting family. And she played with her co- three different cousins every single day of the trip and just had a blast. And it was really sad coming away from that. And she's probably tired. So, you know, we're in the car for a long time. And she was able to say, I just really miss them. I just miss my cousins. I just miss them. I just want to play with them more. And she's the one voicing. And then, then it becomes that, it gives us something to anchor into mm-hmm. and, and oh, wow, I totally hear that. Yeah. And then we can praise her for recognizing it ourselves, mm-hmm. but it's like, I totally hear. Yeah, that was a really fun. And we may even say something that brings up more of an emotion in her because it like reminds her, but it's fine. And we stay with it and we talk to her. And I think it's great because yeah. just like with us, um, it's, it helps her know that having emotions is okay. Yeah. You know, it's okay to feel yeah. sad about this really super fun time ending and now being in a super boring yeah. car. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like, no, it's okay. I, I hear that. I get it. Um, Can I just jump in really quick? Mm-hmm. Something I thought just popped in my head too, like kind of going back to like the other example where there's like a solid no. Mm-hmm. I think that in that holding space, what it also allows room for is the ability to compromise. Oh yeah. Right. So yeah, when there's room to compromise. When there's it, it allows room for that. So that maybe it doesn't have to be this solid no. We can empower her to sort of make a decision. Well we, maybe we could do this a little bit later. Or what about this? And so it kind of opens up room for for a, a, a greater 
kind of conversation to happen from that where she can feel empowered mm -hmm. in the process yeah. once she's worked through it. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what you were just going to say? Oh, I was just thinking about how, you know, sometimes she'll say something like, like that, like where she's like, I'm just missing, I'm just missing my cousins. Or, yeah, or I'm really tired. I'm just, sometimes it's just, I'm just really tired. Yeah. yeah. I just need some quiet time. Yeah. Or, you know, something. Yeah. And I feel like that's, it's so wonderful to see, to hear her saying things like that at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh. And I really attribute that to that. the fact that we've really committed to being that way with mm -hmm. her. And it's not always easy, mm -mm. but I'm always grateful oh, that, that always I approach her. We're always perfect, perfect with it. it. Yeah, it's, it's and that's okay too. It's okay. Too. Not it's okay. being perfect is totally it's all part totally of it. fine. Yeah. And when I when I'm maybe not at my best, when I'm like you know tired or stressed about something, and I just really feel like I can't hold that space. I always just make sure to loop back around, talk yeah. to her about it. and Same thing with us, too. Yeah, yeah, we do that, too. So I think that's a really important way of coming back together. And also, like, you know, letting her know that we're people, too. Yeah. You know, we're... Yeah, I mean, communicate. And so, I, again, just so we're saying, I think, I don't know if that was really clear, but, like, closing the loop. Yeah. Right? So that if, if maybe we feel like we didn't handle it very well, or maybe, like, I was being kind of a big baby, in front of her or something, you know what I mean, or in front of you, kind of come back and talking to her about it. I'm like, you know, that wasn't really the right way to be, you know, right way to act. Right way to act. Yeah, we talk you know? about that a lot. Yeah, act, kind of yeah. The difference between how we feel and how we act. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, I was feeling this way and trying to explain to her, you know, I didn't handle it very well, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sorry if I was doing this or that, but, you know, I just want to let you know that I'm aware. You know, it just... Closing the loop. Mm -hmm. And with her, too. Closing the loop. With mm -hmm. us. Closing the loop. Coming back. and I'll have her do that with you. I don't know if you've noticed yeah, I do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. You know, she she maybe has some friction mm -hmm. with Jeff. Like, Jeff will just say, can you pass the butter? <laughs> Dad, you're really hurting my feelings. <laughs> and then she'll look at me and ask for something. <laughs> All sweetly, you know. I know, and I'll say, well, you know, I think you're going to have to work it out with your daddy first. <laughs> yeah. And she'll, and, and again, I think it's the practice of it. She'll come around and be like, I could have. I could have asked that nicer daddy, or I'm sorry mm -hmm. I asked it in that way, or whatever, yeah. you know, and, and it's, oh, yeah. and it's been really cool to see that, yeah. so, um, yeah, I think, I, being, being gentle with ourselves and it's a work yeah. in progress is really important. Yeah, definitely. So, I think that's good, those are some different, good, different examples, mm -hmm. what do you say, I mean, what's, what's the, kind of like the key to being in, um, like I said, holding this, space. holding space, this is a very, crucial skill yeah it's so valuable and I think I think that again like I said at the beginning it really is about just being present and being compassionate mm. compassion and presence, yeah. I think that you know when I talking about compassion it's really feeling for the other person mm -hmm. I remember being in the car <laughs> I think Delia was like one year old and we were uh, Delia and I were visiting our friends, um, and we were in my friend's car who has a son. And my daughter, Delia, was one. Her son was probably six, five or six. And I just remember 
Delia screaming her head off in the car. Mm. She really did not like being in the car when she was a baby, strapped in and everything, um, screaming. And Addison was like, it's hurting my ears. She's so loud. And, and I remember um, my friend Paula just looking back and saying, you know what? It's, it's just, it's worse for her. And that has stuck with me because it really, it's such a compassionate thing. Like, oh, she's screaming. It's not like she needs to be hurting my ears. She is in distress. Whatever the reason is, whether I understand it or not, she is in distress. Yeah. So with that example, you know, compassionate listening, being present compassionately, it means thinking about the other person mm -hmm. and being about the other person. You're not getting caught up in whatever's going in mind, whether it's, you know, thinking about stuff that happened or what's going to happen, time issues or whatever it is. It's really just feeling for that person. Yeah. Um, I think a practice part of that skill, like you just said, is like getting out of our own heads mm -hmm. and really just hearing that person. And I think for me, a big lesson that I, that I have learned and am still learning is, you know, well, yeah, is that, you know, going into conversations, there may be a point that I really want to make. It may be a very strong impulse to like make this point. And I'm afraid that I'm going to lose it. Mm -hmm. I don't speak up and say it. But if it's truly the right thing to say, it'll still be there. I honestly, I'm kind of starting to learn that mm -hmm. because I think it's the right thing to say, but it may aggravate this person who's, who I'm hearing or I'm communicating with. It may be if they, it may be like that has nothing to do with what I mean to say. You know, it may just be totally the wrong thing to say. And so the right, I think what I'm getting to is I'm learning to trust that the right thing to say will come if I'm just listening. And I, it's funny, I think about kind of music with this. You know, I love playing music, and when you play with other people, to really play music with other people, you have to listen and find where you fit. And so it's kind of this musical. I, 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 I kind of mm -hmm. have that in my mind. Mm -hmm. But when you listen, the right thing will come out of you. Whether it's restating what they said, whether it's just affirming what they said, mm -hmm. or whether it's recognizing the time to perhaps offer a possible solution or ask if they're open to a solution or whatever, or an anecdote may come up or something like that. But trusting that I don't have to try to hold on to a thought. Because if I'm doing that, I am so consumed with this, I'm not this with you, with whoever I'm talking to. And uh, I know for me too that what's very helpful because this does not come naturally to me is has been I think every day I really set the intention um, for myself that I want to be a compassionate human being and that involves compassionately listening. Mm -hmm. And every time we're having a conversation, like I really kind of set that intention for myself. Yeah, hopefully it's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we both are. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? No. Yeah. So that's good. Um, I hope uh, this was helpful. I mean, I, I, I love talking about this stuff and um, yeah.
Thank you love all. to hear your thoughts. We'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean, uh, I think this is, I, I think, such a, an important skill, especially in this time in our planet, and our society, and our political environment, with everything. So please, 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 if you video response or a comment in the video or whatever, please, please, please share your experiences, questions, concerns, because it gives us a chance to listen to. Or if we weren't clear, yeah, because we're talking really late at night, yeah. <laughs> we need to clarify. And just so you know, like we're working on this too. We're on this journey, just like every all you guys are. So we appreciate you being here with us. So until next time, um, peace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys matter. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. made it to the other side. We hope you enjoyed listening. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please subscribe to Mattercast. It's free. You can see the video that goes along with this interview on our YouTube channel at Matter Handmade. You can also go and check out the rest of our goodies at youmatter.com. Y-O-U-M-A-T-R. We really look forward to seeing you at our next episode and uh, until then, this is Jeff saying peace, have a beautiful day, and always remember, you matter.